This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox newscast. Welcome to the XNC Podcast. My name's Cold Eastwood, and what a week it has been. And it is strange having, you know, a bunch of old guys running a podcast, but I'm here joined with somebody that's th- that doesn't fit in that category whatsoever. A good friend of mine, uh, thanks to Xbox Fan Fest and E3, and uh, this is that blue number. Wait, yeah, over here. Uh, welcome to the show. I can't believe you're here. What the heck were you thinking? I'm thinking that you are one of my very good friends, and I am so happy to fill in for the fabulous Meg. I won't do it quite justice, but um, I I am happy to sit here and talk to you and fight for Womanscaped and all of the other things that <laughs> Xbox related for the week. Yeah, and, so, and, and Xbox it. Gate. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Oh man, it's it's time for a cold drink. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, surprise, it's Mountain Dew. Yeah, real big surprise. Uh well, I mean, I guess now would be a good time to kind of introduce you to everybody. You're an up and coming podcaster. That's really all I can say. Is like, here comes that blue number. That blue number's been on a couple of podcasts. Renegade Realm Podcast, uh, a usual or a, a standard podcast co-host or panel member. That is on Red Wolf's podcast, a good friend of ours, and also on the Infinite podcast, which runs every Friday, that Risk It for the Biscuit runs. So uh, you've been, you know, getting your opinion out there, and we're glad to see you here. What else yeah, makes you famous? Uh, not a ding-dang thing, but... but <laughs> um yeah i i do my part on those shows um thanks to the connections that i made through the community they are all very good friends just like you and i am very grateful to you and brisket and red wolf and just all of the other people on the panels we all just have a super fantastic relationship through gaming and that's unique right it's a it's a type of community that you don't really know that you have until you have it and it's special yeah so, it's the thanks. it's the happy part of what comes in the gaming community we were playing the division two with uh red wolf and with dante another good friend that we've mm-hmm. met with so we were hanging out playing that game for hours uh, we have a lot of other people in the party chat so when we're doing when we're gaming we're constantly like we're in podcast mode we're talking about the news and uh yeah meg's not here today he he celebrated his 87th birthday this weekend. So he sent me a video of him singing karaoke. He said, I'm totally drunk. It's two in the morning. I'm singing karaoke. And he sent me a little bit there and he's um, just been living life. And he said, I wouldn't be able to make it home in time for the show. So we're, we're glad to have you on. So what's yeah. your favorite game? Tell, tell everybody like, what's your favorite thing? I think I might know. Uh, you you already know it. I'm sure you do. Uh, it goes back to your your hypothesis about the Xbox 360 generation and all of the best games, right? Uh, my favorite game is actually Bioshock One, the original. Um, I just I love that game. I love it, and everything, 
almost everything that Arcane makes is is my follow up to that. Uh, Dishonored is my second favorite game. I super love Dishonored. It's it's brilliant. So I'm really interested in seeing what they do with Blade because that's a very different feel. But they're so special that I think that they can knock it out of the park. Yeah, they're so. not they're not afraid to make um, some really gruesome kills. Uh, is it going to yeah. be first person or third person? I think it's be third, but we shall see. Uh, they're excellent at stealth, so we'll we'll see. I I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I don't. A lot of people say this studio doesn't know how to make third person games. They'll say things like that. I just don't think that's how video game development works. Um, no. There's a different. There's a different uh, animation sets that you have to do if you're in first person like if you're first person game you have to be really particular about everything you see from the forearms down and the weapons and all that so those things have to be really super honed but if you make a third person game you can make concessions and obviously i think developers know how to do everything when it comes to what camera view it is so i would be really surprised to see arcane leon make this third person game and really knock it out of the park i hope they do Uh, so far they've done really well so yeah, yeah. <laughs> middle lemon in the chat goes, Colt, give me the surprise face. Wow, what a week it's been. Um, yeah, we're going to, today on the show, we're going to talk about the the long, long wait for Xbox's business update, what that was going to mean, the bombshell that dropped from PlayStation just a day before, the reaction to that. Holly and I are going to break down what the messaging was, how to read between the lines, what the future means for PlayStation Xbox. We're going to talk a little bit about the hardware that they're teasing, some of the uh, over-exaggerated hyperboles. And before we do that, Holly, I'll, I'll give you a break to just kind of relax for a minute. I, I know it's... Uh, thank you, everybody who's rolling in here at the show. We've got over four, 500 people here checking us out. I'm going to give a big thanks out to the channel member veterans and patrons. I don't always get to read these names, but... Special thanks to KY Bob, Assassin Lupa, Jazzy Newtbox, Ricky Fallon, Hargit Johnny, Jason Lawan, Lord Sinnery, William Riggs, Farscape, Matt Houston, Zimic, Happy Bomb, Dexatron, Matt Burns, William Lanza, Yodonic Kizade, Robert Jackson, Dante J. Moody, Beta Max, Dark CMF. A lot of these are friends that we know personally, we've met in real life. Septic Sauce, Center White, Devario 2 Gaming, V Simcoe, Assassin, Poochie Dub, Raiden Blade Protect. Raiden Blade, acute perspective. Risk it for the biscuit. True seventy seven. Michael Ford. Red source. Attitude. Deer. Pen. Pineapple. Pen. Trail. Robert. Star. Sanji. Meat. Puppet. Red Wolf. Alan. Adultery. Gamer by choice. Jedi. J. Goalie. Rippin. Highlander. Techno. Caveman. Fire. Seventy one. That blue number. There's one. Kung Fu Hot Dog. Uncle Chowder. Hey, check out Kung Fu Hot Dog's channel, would you? Uh, hilarious dude. Uncle Chowder. Shooter. Twenty eight fifty three. Text made. V. V. Mac. Cliptos. B. Martin. Zithord. Good old Collingwood. Lawrence Davenport, Dead Time, KJ Wars, Dusty Patterson, Dark Wave, Mortem, and Lord Starkiller. And thank you for being patient as I read all those cool names. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, let's get into the topics, Holly. Let's talk about what happened. <laughs> it, it, was, <laughs> it was so, oh, I guess before we get into the business update, can I ask you candidly, what you thought or how your emotional response was to the rumors and everything we thought was going to be dropped on us on that Thursday. Like, how are you feeling? Oh gosh. Uh, I was exhausted. Like my brain hurt 
by like Tuesday afternoon, I was just like, I don't care anymore. I don't. I've been through all the stages of grief. I don't know what's going on anymore. Like it. It. And it, the thing is, is that I. I would like to to just go on a little tangent here about sure. people who talk about rumors, people who provide information, people who speculate. That guy's definitely not one of them. Don't worry about him. Look, I I understand and appreciate that nobody really knows what's going to happen until it happens. And I think everybody needs to keep in check and keep in mind that rumors and speculation are that, right? And I I think you and like some of the others that have been called out, like Jez and Tom Warren... And Nate the Hate and yeah. Special Nick and all all the big names, right? It is simply providing information. Nobody said this is a hundred percent what's going to happen. So the fact that Twitter, the infinite world of Twitter, right, which is where everybody lives, not at all, uh, blew up. I just I I've really that really disappointed me. Um they are rumors. They are speculation. And at the end of the day, this is gaming. So we kind of have to pull it back a little bit. And remember, this is a hobby that we all love. But we don't really know until we know. And there's also the speculation of what was true and what wasn't. We will never know. So it's really hard to tell somebody you lied about this or you said this when, in all reality... Those could be actual things that may have been tossed around. They could have been on the table a week ago. They could have been on the table six months ago and they got pulled off the table in the meantime. We don't know. But they are speculation and it's valid to listen and to take the perspective, but also take a step back and say, it is a rumor. It is speculation. We need to pause. Think about it, but not freak out. <laughs> we can't well... freak out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, let's address the uh, the crazy, scary elephant in the room when it comes to freaking out because there were people, there were content creators or people just on social media that were saying, "Man, you know, if they take if they take Game Pass day and date away, or if they add another tier, or if Xbox removes the name and changes them to Microsoft Gaming," like everyone was saying, "Hey, if this happens, this is how I feel." And then you've got people like. Let's just let's just single myself out. Um, I've got a podcast. I've got videos that people have watched, and I say, "Hey, this is what we're hearing. This is what if. This is what could happen." And I use all that verbiage, right? But you know, people can look at that from just kind of like lean back and look at that from a distance. And go, Cold Eastwood said they're going to do this, 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 and this, and this, and he's uh, stirring up and pouring gasoline over the rumors, but. I'm the one who sat there and recorded in front of a camera for 20 minutes and made a production video where I used lots of words like, this is what we're hearing, this could be happening. And I really think um, it's kind of tough to stay out of the way of rumors, but isn't it kind of nice once in a while when you hear something where there's smoke, there's fire, to get into a discussion and maybe open up the comment section and say, how would you feel if you got games day and date, you had them best and you had first, and Xbox started to put those on PlayStation. Like, what does that look like? And that's how it was framed to me from Nate the Hate, who actually, thankfully, didn't get a whole bunch of hate from his reports because he was very short and to the point. So um, 
I think it's okay to talk about those things. The problem, we just live in a culture of people would rather hear what if than what is coming or what's already out, I suppose. So, um, I I did a much absolute, a little too much absolute sometimes too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did a little apology at the end of my video I put out, uh, Thursday afternoon and, and then one of my good friends is like, why are you apologizing? Like this stuff's kind of already happening. Like mo- the bulk of my videos, like these four games will probably come to PlayStation five. That's what we're hearing. Now they're talking about big games like Starfield and, and, and uh, what was the other one? Indiana Jones. And I, Indy. yeah. And I said in the video, I'm like, why? Well, if you're going to put Starfield or Indiana Jones, why not do if, Like if the justification is these games are too big, why not just put them all everywhere? Um, and that's a conversation that I think people should have, but um, there was kind of a knee-jerk reaction, wasn't there, uh, where people needed someone to attack. Uh, I feel like... But do they, though? But do they? <laughs> that's that's sort of the problem, right? I mean... Well, I mean, is someone going to out at lash out at Phil Spencer and say, how dare you, or are they going to go after the people who respond right away, like me, or... Xbox era and or Tom Warren, right? You followed some of that. Like, what were some of the things people were saying? Oh, it was brutal. Uh, (laughs) Jez and Tom Warren, who listens to all of these shows, right? They they join the chat. They listen. They know people that we don't know or that, you know, like none of us know. They know what's going on. And man, all they did was report on this is a possibility or tweeted about the idea of what if, right? Wrote an article about what if, you know, what are the potential ramifications for X, Y, and Z? And then they became the target along with yourself, but especially those guys, right? Because everybody thinks that because they write for somebody that that is just, that's it. They know hundred percent. They're telling us, everything that's actually coming when they clearly write a speculation as well. But you know, that's just sometimes when you're in that role, you're the easy, you're the easy punching bag. Right. And honestly, a lot of it should fall back towards Microsoft and Xbox about letting it get this far because those rumors were around for four to six weeks before any of this happened. And I understand, right? They were planning on their own thing, but it just like became a massive snowball at the end. So especially that last like less than two weeks where they could have brought that in a tweet before we get into that. I got to have a huge, huge, huge shout out to Lotus spree who just sent me a massive super chat. Um, outstanding, which, Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. He says, this one is for the haters. Keep up the amazing work. Lotus Spree's amazing. He sent out an email to me the other day. He actually ordered. Um, I told him, what do you want? I'll send you something for my merch store. And I've got these cool hoodies. I think he picked a hoodie. I'm going to get that ordered for him and get that sent out to him. But I really appreciate the uh, pouring out of, of love and support from this community. Uh, what a weird weird strange thing that happened to me this weekend that and I normally normally don't talk about stuff like this on the channel but there was like three different people that live on Twitter like you know there's there's Twitter where everyone talks about their favorite thing and then there's like 
there's that alley with the little concrete ditch where all the garbage and the sludge, like, like, like alleyway where the, the, where the wheel on the dumpster gets stuck. There's like that section of Twitter that, um, really went full force <laughs> against me uh, over the weekend. So I wanted to clear the air that I said on my show last week that <laughs> so stupid. I called hell divers, a cover shooter. And I, I listened back to my show this morning. I'm like, why in the world did I say cover shooter? I meant to say third person shooter. I don't know why I use the word cover, but you know, when you're live and you're on the air and you're just talking and you don't realize, and you, you say something that was totally wrong and d- dumb misspoke. Uh, they were also mad Holly that I said, is it okay if I call you Holly once in a while on the show? You're good. Yep. I'm good. Okay. That's out I'm, the bag now. <laughs> I mean, I think you get called that a lot on your other shows too, but anyway, I do. I do. Okay. Thank goodness. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, uh, I don't remember. Hell Dave. Oh, yeah. I said it Hell drops Diver. you in a random location. You've played the game, Holly. And I want to ask you here in just a second. But I said it drops you in a random location. And they're like, no, it doesn't. You get to pick a location. I'm like, come on. It's like a random. It's like pick A, B, or C. And then you drop in. Like, I, I meant the map. Like, you drop into a random part of, of destroyed Earth. You're, you're not in, like, some connected world. But. Like I said, I was I was fairly decent at the game, but sometimes a game just doesn't really like click with you. Like sometimes they do. And I was playing, I'm like, I just don't see why I would play this very much. And that really bothered people. But you and record-breaking people, others like it. So tell me quickly, you know, what do you like about Helldivers? Because you're still playing it. I am. Helldivers is interesting. And I was thinking about it because I know you said like yesterday I was thinking about it. I was like, Cold Study didn't like this that much. And I was the the difference I think between your your gaming pro like style or preference and my gaming preference is that I am a Call of Duty shill and I play Call of Duty all the time, uh, besides all the other stuff, but I, I'm always in Call of Duty. I like shooters. I like first person shooters. It's just fun. So Helldivers for me it's a third person shooter. All right, cool. Like, let's try it out. And it's, there's some issues with it. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. But, oh, do, squad, do you lay on me the issues? Because there's, there's things I just didn't like about it. And it just, go ahead. Well, okay. So it is definitely a squad based game. You need mm-hmm. to play with other people. You can go in alone, but it's, just really fun when you have people to play with so you could match make and all that stuff but you know it's it's meant to be funny too. and fun so it's fun to play with other people second of all they don't explain squat like nothing like you do the tutorial and you're like okay i know how to move and shoot check i know how to throw a grenade check but then after that figuring out where you're supposed to go the fact that the difficulty tiers you unlock the fact that colt i kid you not it was eight hours into playing this game before i realized that you can move the drop like where you drop in on the map i just thought you had to drop where it was i didn't know nobody ever said anything i mean you get to pick like two or three locations like at least that's what i figured around and try to figure out where you want had no idea i just thought it like brought the map up again i'm like okay uh there's no explanation of the upgrade system 
you kind of figure that out on your own, but there's no explanation at all. Uh, the cosmetics are not great. Uh, and then <laughs> some guy was like level what? six and he had the like the Spartan or whatever, it's like the, the Greek cool, wings. Yeah. I'm like, lame. No, but I didn't get into that. So I, to be fair, I can't say I didn't get into the progression stuff. That's like, okay, I want to do more matches. Um, yeah. So yeah, I didn't give it a fair shot. There's just, there's some mechanical things that I think if they've switched them up, like it doesn't auto reload your magazine empties. And then you're standing there like, why won't you reload? And then you realize you have to hit the button and there's, 25 bugs like eating your face off at the same time so uh but it's fun the the goof of screaming for freedom and it's democracy awesome. yep. and it, it, that's hilarious right it is that is so good but i feel like it takes a lot the game is really interesting because it i don't feel like it has a lot of its own original ideas but it has tons of elements of a ton of different things halo it's got starship troopers obviously mm -hmm. it's got Earth defense computer stuff yeah. yes yes it's like pulled in a lot of stuff i think i might have said this last week but you can there are time there are matches where you're fighting just robots or mechs and those were way better to fight than the bugs um so i really like that like to just a visceral explosion of of the sparks and stuff like that was pretty cool in the way they come after you. But um, people it's breaking records right now. It's, it's so it bad. Is. It's so good. Uh, but it's so good at breaking records that people are spending hours waiting to get on. They're like hot spots during the time where you can't even log on. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. You chat, you are crazy over here. Yeah. Thank you so much for, yeah. Hell divers. Uh, I, I have to take the L it's going to be, it's going to score like the same as Starfield. And it, it is the total testament that AA games have become the new sweet spot of things that everybody actually loves. I, I feel like AAA gaming is part of one of the, one of the topics today. has got so overblown. I think it's kind of hurt itself in many ways. You know, like we were playing Power World. You played a little bit of Power World, didn't you? I played a lot of Power World. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I kind of gave up, but I think everybody kind of did it. It had a two week hot spot. And I wonder if hell divers will have this two week, amazing hot spot. And then people are like, okay, I'm kind of done, but, or maybe it'll yeah. just go for months. I don't know, but that's, that's the problem with these. Um, <clears throat> I always call them flash pan games because mm -hmm. they flash in the pan. Right. And then you don't know, like it, it could really grow a community and live, but it's only as good as, as quickly as it's supported. So yeah, like, new yeah. content, you know, new to keep people coming back all the time. Right. It's why Halo yeah. suffered. Yeah. Um, and I, and to be fair, I have to say that there are some of these, um, these games that I don't know, like my buddy Fonz is calling them horde shooters or horde games like world war <laughs> Z or what was the, that extraction game that came out from, uh, from Ubisoft. Uh, I think it was just called extraction, but those Rainbow type Six. of game, mm -hmm. Rainbow Six Extraction, yeah. Extraction. Mm -hmm. Those, I just never really liked those games. I'll jump in a party with friends and everybody's like, oh, we got to get this. We got to play it. And I'll play like three rounds. And I'm like, I'm just not having fun. But we were having a good time playing Division, but Division can kind of be like that too. It can kind of be like Helldivers, but in a big open city. So whatever. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on. That's uh, just to make things super uncomfortable. Wait, where is it? 
Well, shoot. Super uncomfortable. I was going to make things so really uncomfortable. I should do my ad read right now. And I'm like, where is it? I don't think I have it in here. But let me let me do this ad read really quick. And the the best part about having you here is you actually Manscaped is our is our sponsor of the channel as well as pushing polygons who's here in the chat. Say hi to him, please. Go to his channel, please sub to him. He does content about retro gaming and current gaming and hardware. But we're gonna talk about Manscaped because you actually <laughs> replied to the official Manscaped account. And uh, what did you uh. I know. I was like, wait, I'm trying to pull it up as you're talking about it. Cause I thought I was genius. And of course, you know, Twitter does not always think that, but all right, I'm going to, I'm going to read part yeah. of this while you pull this up, pull up your receipt of the, uh... <laughs> okay. Well, so X and C podcast is sponsored by Manscaped and with the code X and C, uh, you can get 20% off of the lawnmower 5.0. I don't have it here with me today, but it is, uh, it's very small and it's cordless it's wireless. It's it, you can charge it quickly with USB, and it can take care of all of your hair trimming needs. Stuff that you know sometimes is just a guy's business. Um, I don't have a script. I'm just kind of going off the top because I've got oh, I've got you here, and it's kind of very interesting. But yeah, you can get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the X and C code. That's also here on the overlay. Um, we've <laughs> it's got. A couple of ball guards, they call them. I don't know why they call them that. I'm not sure. I'm not real familiar, but it's oh, I waterproof. Need that. <laughs> oh, geez. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm a prude. What could I say? But the uh, it's waterproof, so you can use it in the shower, or you can do you know stand over the sink. Don't do that though. Please don't stand over the sink. Somebody's gonna yell at you. But you know, thanks to this partnership with Manscape. Any of you that check that out, uh, the 20% off with that code in the description is also there in a link if you want to check it out. But we appreciate them for sponsoring the podcast so that we can keep the studio lights on <laughs> and be trimmed, clipped, and uh, ready for action, I guess, would be. There, there, I just coined something. Did you find that tweet? What did you say to Manscaped? I did. Okay, chat. We need to start a campaign. I tweeted at Manscaped uh, February 13th. Right before Valentine's Day, okay? I've been thinking about this tweet for months, but I finally went, now is the time I'm going to do it. So I said, uh, hey, Manscaped, why are you only for men? Instead of the lawnmower, where's the Lady Lockless or the Pardon My Garden? The Genital Jenny, perhaps a perfect petal Polly. Call me. <laughs> you even did most of the marketing for them? <laughs> But I did. I came up with the names. I can help you with the branding. You got this face. Like I got I could put a little manscaped in the corner over there. Like except it would have to be the whatever you choose out of the ones. They they uh retweeted me pretty quickly and went LOL nah. Nah. <laughs> they just shut you down. They didn't bring you on to the next company outing or nothing, huh? No. No, no. They were just like nah. But good try. <laughs> you know what that means? You know what that means, chat? Is that they were like, nah. And then they're going to take all the, uh, everything for themselves. Yeah. That's right. I'll <laughs> but be yeah, watching. 20% I'll be off. watching Manscaped. <laughs> yeah. You've been when you see, when you see that, uh, that baby blue oh. device come out or whatever color they make it pink or, you know, mm -hmm. Hey, let's make it androgynous so everybody can enjoy it. Yeah. That'll be, uh, Thanks for that, Holly. 
That makes everything less comfortable for me. Less, <laughs> less more and more comfortable. All right, let's talk about this Xbox business update. We all know it. we've digested it over the weekend. We've all, uh, you know, pointed fingers at other people. But there's some key takeaways from uh, Sarah Bond, Matt, and Phil. Somebody told me that Phil looked very perturbed during that. And I didn't catch that. Did you think he looked kind of annoyed during this podcast? I didn't think he was annoyed. I think he... I, I feel like it was more he was just uh, disap- I don't want to say disappointed more uncomfortable with the fact that they had to do this before they were ready to do it uh, like they said they were moving this up and trying to do it very quickly and I'm sure that everything was extremely scripted for what uh, they needed to say now given the landscape given the fact that the other people are going to be announcing the games when the time is right and given the fact that there's a court case going on, there's just a lot going on with them right win. now. And I think he's just so like somber with what they're trying to do. I mean, does any other that company was- have to do this? Like you've been around, you've worked with so many different types of groups and you've paid attention to the games industry for so long. Has any other company had to say, look, we need to do an emergency meeting because the fans are mad. See, this is, no, but the reason that Xbox has wound up in this situation, in my opinion, is the fact that Sony and Nintendo have had a very clear identity for a very long time, and they have just laid down the law, and it's not wavered in the, for the most of their history. Like, mm-hmm. this is it. Like, they've, they're, they hardline everything, and Xbox is more consumer focused i would say or more they attempt to do more engage with their consumers more plus they've had a lot of transitions in the last more fan focused but then then yeah they are more fan focused yeah but they've also they're also coming from behind and they're also trying all of these new things so the line is always sort of wobbly on certain things that are coming up and happening and that's business i I mean things happen you have to pivot you have to change it's part of business uh Mm -hmm. but they're the only one in the landscape that you know has has changed a lot of things over the last 10 to 15 years in ways that sony and nintendo don't really do so they don't have a very clear identity in what they will and won't do because now it's, well, what are you doing? You would never ask Nintendo when Mario is coming to Xbox. Like, you just wouldn't. It sounds you'll ridiculous. You'll wait, you'll love it. it. Right? <laughs> Every, it, it sounds absolutely insane even saying it, right? Yeah. And it doesn't sound insane to say, see if Thieves is going to insert here. Yeah. Right. Oh, hey, real real quick. Uh she, she makes a good point about Nintendo. There's a direct coming up at the end of the week where we'll probably see, I think they're, they're thinking it's going to be Pentiment before it's Sea of Thieves, but we got Big Shum in the chat who has never watched my content, doesn't watch the podcast, doesn't follow a lot of the content that I cover. And he said, uh, <laughs> he told me to get a real job. I'm like, I don't want two on top of doing content creation, but um he asked why a console war. So you guys should probably understand by now, especially with the way that the game video game market is going, this will be a big discussion we'll be talking about on the show today is that 
The console war per se has been pretty much put to rest for the past 10 years. And on my channel, I don't specifically point at just one piece of plastic. It's very silly in this gaming market, in this landscape where we have so many choices and so many ways to play our games, where just looking at something versus white console versus black console doesn't do anybody any favors. No one actually really cares. People are playing on the device they want. They're playing games wherever they want. I'm on Steam all week playing Enshrouded. Um, I like some things from Helldivers, but there's just going to be games that I won't like. But I did say last week, and I said today, I'm glad it's doing well, and I know it's a good game because people are loving it, and that doesn't numbers do not lie, that people will play games that they're loving them, and that's just how it is. Um, as well as um, there's just a lot. There, there's a lot to unpack tonight. We're going to talk about this that blue number uh, about how the gaming landscape is going to change. And I think in the end, we're all going to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm all right with this. I'm getting more choice. Let's go into the, that business update. Some of the things they said, actually they put in a tweet thread where, where everyone was like, why didn't you do this like a week ago? But some of the things they said were they want some of their games to go to bigger communities. Now I'll ask you about this one because I think, Xbox is going to be kind of weird about how they pick games that will eventually make their way over to the Switch. Maybe some of these four games, we'll break those down right now. I'll start with that, Holly. There's four games. I think not all of them could be coming to PS5. Maybe, let's start with Pentiment, the smallest one. Uh, mm -hmm. It might only go, I'm just going to say this here. And it's just a guess. It's not a prediction. It's not. It's nothing that I've heard, but I'm just like thinking, Maybe Pentiment only comes to Switch. Like, maybe that's just one thing they're going to do. They, they talk to Nintendo, and Pentiment only goes to Switch. What do you think is going to happen with Pentiment, and how do you think it's going to sell? Uh, um, that's a tough Where do you one. think it's going? How uh, will it sell, I guess? I, I think it makes sense for the Switch because it's... It's a very uh, story-driven game, right? It's it's not intense. It it's a great grab and go, walk around with it. Um, how well it will sell, I I am a little worried for it, just because I think it is a great game and it's beautiful, but it's definitely niche. It's not for everyone, and it didn't do that well on Xbox itself. So. I'm not really sure how it's going to do on the other platforms. Uh, it's not necessarily a on uh, a kid focused game either. Not that switches are it's pretty, primarily for children. It's, it's adult. Mm -hmm. So that also limits your market too. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What are, what are your thoughts on Pentiment? I think Pentiment is interesting because Phil's like, we want to put these games on other platforms to give them new life prepare for sequels or to build a community with them. And then he also said in a roundabout way, it kind of gives us gauges us on whether we should continue to put more games on PlayStation and Nintendo. At least that's how I read what he was saying. I thought Pentiment's not really a good example. Like you said, I would agree. It probably didn't sell big numbers on Xbox a year later. If it goes to switch or even if it goes to switch and PlayStation five, how well is it going to sell? Like if it sold a million copies, I don't know what it did. I probably sold less than that. Are you going to sell another 300,000 a year later? Or is that going to be an indication of, you know, that didn't work out. We kind of 
hurt the uh, the viscosity of the brand by putting a game on another platform, and we didn't sell that many. Let's move on from Pentiment and talk about the other game. We think it's Grounded. I think Grounded is fantastic. <laughs> you know I love it. So much Grounded you have. Yes. <laughs> like four or 500 hours. I, it, it, is, it is one of the best games of 2022. Uh, I would love to see this one drop on Nintendo Switch and PlayStation. Before we do that, I don't know. You're probably not super tech-minded when it comes to this, but some people are saying, are these games even going to run on a Nintendo Switch? Because the Switch isn't supposed to come out till 2026 or 2025. 2025, sorry. 2025, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it going to run on a... Pent- I would think Pentiment would run. Of course. Just fine. Uh, it is something to be said about Grounded and the other two. I I don't know. They do amazing things on the Switch even now. So I think... If Microsoft wants to do it, they'll find a way. I just okay. don't really think it's going to... I think it'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, well, Hall, you're right, because the Grounded runs at a unlocked 60 on the Xbox One X. It doesn't hold it very well, but that's a last-generation mm-hmm. console. So a pared-down version of Grounded would run at 30 on the Switch. I would believe it would. Uh, obviously, it would run amazing on a PS5, so I don't think that's a problem. The other game is Sea of Thieves, which was made for an Xbox One. So mm-hmm. do you think that Sea of Thieves is meant to go to PlayStation and Switch? To me, I think both Grounded and Sea of Thieves would definitely go to PlayStation. Uh, they, they're multiplayer games. They need a lot of people to be playing with them. And these games have been out for a while, especially Sea of Thieves. We're in year five, I think it is, right? Year five for Sea of Thieves. And yeah. I, I mean, it has a big community on its own, but I mean, that's a long time for people to be playing it and to continue it, and they want to continue it. So to me, the multi, like the massive multiplayer games like that, why not put them everywhere, keep the community going? I, I think... If you are very committed to those, you'd probably rather have them bring in other players than wind up having the game shut down much earlier than you would normally have it because of a lack of community. Yeah, and I don't know how healthy the community is for Grounded, but I think Sea of Thieves has continually just been going Mm -hmm. along and people are always playing it. You you can jump in at any time. Uh, Phil also alludes that these games might need to be kind of fertilized for a sequel. And mm-hmm. it, it makes me wonder, like a grounded two sequel or a Sea of Thieves, a new, another Sea of Thieves where they go bigger and better could be a really big deal. Uh, let me grab a couple of chats here. As we, <laughs> I love the chat. Thank you guys so much. I'm kind of keeping an eye. There's a couple people who come in here. I, I just had to laugh this week. What when people make personal insults over someone who likes a video game they don't like or doesn't like. I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are psychotic. The people do that. But KJ Wars, thank you so much for the uh, channel membership member uh, chat. He just gives a, a little wave there. And Highlander gifted five memberships. If you want to become a membership, a member of the channel, you get your icon and a colored name in the chat. So you stand out in the chat and you can say, hey, look at me. Um, it's pretty cool. I also do early access and giveaways on there as well. Roberto Malandono, thank you so much for the $5 super. He says, do you think next-gen Xbox will be backward compatible with current original Xbox 360 
Xbox One and Series X games. He means the ones that are already back in Pat. He says, also love the show. Roberto, yes, absolutely. Uh, I think that's at the top of their priority. And with the with the architecture, flusters, I think, of words. Yes, of course, it'll be back in Pat. Phil even said that during the, do you remember what he said during the business update about preservation? I was kind of, at that moment, I was kind of <laughs> wandering my mind. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I think he's, I think he's, he's like, I think we like it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was funny when I was watching when I was watching this. Like I was taking notes. I had my phone. I was punching everything I was going to say in the following video I would make when the thing was done. And my wife came in to talk to me, and and like, oh, Sarah Bond's talking, and she was talking about you know an Xbox. We really really think it's great to have Xbox, and Xbox games are good for Xboxing. And if you're on Xbox, and so I was just talking to her over here, I wasn't paying attention. And during that one minute I was talking to her, Sarah Bond's like. And we're going to make a next generation console and it's going to have a leap so big. You're going to, your pants are going to fall off. And I, I totally missed it. And she's like, she leaves the room and I completely missed that. Let's talk about, let's talk about the pants falling off for the next generation console. Um, she says it'll be the most technical. It was what? That was a big bomb. Yeah. And I missed it. I was like, yeah, what does that mean? Like, of course, it's going to be the most technological leap. Like, when you make a new console, it's going to be more powerful than the last one. But what are you reading between the lines there, and what parts do you think are uh, just just a smoke show? Uh, no, AI. no pun intended. Oh, it's AI. It's AI. Do, you have the floor. Go ahead. Do do tell. What do you think that means? AI. <laughs> well, I I think that. I mean, we all know, right, that AI is making a come up in a big way right now. And look at Microsoft pushing Copilot on my P- on my PC right now in the bottom right hand corner is Copilot just waiting for me to, to hit it and go. My cell phone, I just upgraded my phone and it's it is the I got the 24 Ultra. And oh, you got a new phone and you yeah, don't have to do anything. It just does it for you. It's all about AI, everything. They're like, pull your pen out, circle this thing, and it'll tell you everything you want to know. You want to buy it? I got you. Here you go. Like, it it does uh, the AI for Photoshop. It does in the phone. It's, I mean, it will fill in stuff. AI is where everything is going, and we know that AI is being used in software development and with games. So mm-hmm. I am 100% sure that AI is going to be in this box in a big way. Okay, what a, I mean, that's a super great educated response when it comes to thinking about what this could possibly mean because you always get the high, it eats monsters for breakfast. And then you get the Xbox Series X, it's like, where's the ray tracing at 60? Oh, mm. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let, let's clarify with AI because it's actually a, a touchy thing for me when it comes to AI because when Mid Journey came out last year, Gaz and I were like, all over mid journey when it was really brand new. And I, and I remember making an image that would become a popular fable video I made a year ago. And it, and it created this pastel oil painting landscape with flowers and wispy mountains and beautiful, colorful clouds. And then this woman standing there in like a fantasy dress, but you look at it and it's like, it's a figure of a woman, Holly, but it's not, distinctly you can zoom in it's like just enough of the shape to resemble a, pu- a person 
And I'm like, that's so cool that it can do that. It can pull from all these ideals and make this. But now you fast forward a year later with just a small sentence, you can create not, you can a really specific thing. And this, the reason why I say that is it really stifles what we think of as creativity and me as an illustrator, a designer, I stopped using it in thumbnails because it had this look where I'm like, ugh, yuck. I, that's how I started to get repulsed to it over the past few months. But this isn't what the AI is in the console. What are you expecting the AI to do to make it a technological leap? Uh, well, first and foremost, I am not a a hardware techie guru. Holly, if the endoplasmic reticulum in the silicon was able to bypass the electrons. <laughs> Do you know what? the amount of research it took for me to buy this PC and be like, what is a what? <laughs> and it does what? Okay, now how does that make it? Oh my gosh. What does that mean to me to be able to play this game? That's all I really want to know, right? Yeah. But uh, no, I, I went through and like, I think what it will do is make, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of things kind of like how quick resume was in the latest thing that came with the X, right? And you're like, okay, what's the big freaking deal? And then you try it and you're like, this is the best thing that I didn't know mm -hmm. that I needed, right? I think it's going to be a lot of that. I think it's going to be a lot of... Um, uh like speed i think it's going to provide some speed right okay. like with loading and and kind of knowing it's intuitive right i mean ai yeah, is like always intuitive AI right is meant so it's going to gonna learn forward. from how you do yeah. things right and make it easier for you it's going to increase your dumbness <laughs> like, well. it's just it's gonna okay. let you do what you want to do and it's gonna put it in front of you like you want to do this right and I'm like yes i do that's exactly what i want some of the game things are not on microsoft or xbox or the hardware team for the console or right or whatever for ai but what they are talking about right now is a bespoke microsoft version of dlss or amd super resolution where it will be built into the into the box to work with the actual hardware to up res or up sam I don't know what words up interpolate what? frame rate frame rate interpolation what? has been something that that a lot of people said why aren't they doing this now but it brings a lot of yeah. massive latency where it looks ahead and it guesses what the next frame is going to be and your TV already does it but it introduces tons of latency so behind the controller it can feel really slippery but if you get something where AI fills in the rest of the gaps and can make it instantly responsive, you can get games that don't have to try and target 60. AI will make up the rest of the deficit. Right now, games could always run at a high resolution, close to 60 or maybe 45 with some ray tracing on. But once you get, if you can't hold that, it's not worth doing it. And if AI can fill in the gaps and make that happen, then that's what they're talking about, where this box will be made to do those things to make the games run better. The part of AI on the developer side when they're making games where they say, hey, we need a bunch of billboards that that, that fill up the world and we're going to have AI build them, you know, that starts to take away jobs. But, hey, there, I got to... <laughs> oh, I, I really... I, 
I really appreciate you guys here. We have, we've had a, a thousand people watching for most of the show here, and somebody somebody said something so foolish. I just gotta I just gotta say something to him, even though the, my moderator mo- removed it. We got Carsey in the chat who doesn't know anything about content creation. Who said, "I love this. This makes me so happy." That Colin destroyed me because I make sizzle rules. If you guys know anything <laughs> about my channel, I make sizzle rules for my videos. And then, then I share them on social media so more people can see them. And those are for my videos. And it's just um, people really need, need to learn how to just enjoy things. You know, just really enjoy things. Because, you know, sometimes people like to use their talents and their abilities. Carsey doesn't know how to use any brain power. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, is it possible? Is it possible that Xbox says they have, uh, what were the words? A multi-year hardware roadmap for consoles was the quote from their tweet thread that they put up after the Xbox business update. Um, before I talk about that, I got to say, one of the things that we're really worried about, I, some of my friends like really kind of fell out with what was going on with this. They kind of really freaked out about what Xbox's future could entail because we were worried that Game Pass would lose access to day one games that no Activision Blizzard games would come. And Xbox really doubled down and said, Game Pass, this is a quote from them, Game Pass will continue to be available on Xbox platforms and will have all first-party games playable on day one, close quote. Did you think that they would probably try to cut some Game Pass benefits to make up their deficit? Were you believing that? That rumor to me was a little more suspect. Uh, I was expecting if that was even on the table, they would have just raised the price again. Uh, I am glad that that's not on the table because it's too early to start going into those uh, money cuts. And the one thing that did surprise me, though, as far as day and date was I was I was very skeptical and did not think that Call of Duty was going to go into Game Pass day and date. I thought that that was going to stay out of it. I thought it was going to be its own thing. I thought if you wanted Call of Duty, you can either wait six months to a year to hop in, or you can just buy it. I don't ever remember Phil specifically saying that Call of Duty was going to be day and date in Game Pass, but I am very glad to hear it at this business update that it is. I That was a bit of a surprise to me. I mean, is that your confirmation when he says all first party games will be going to game pass. That means to you that call of duty is coming day and date. He said all Activision blizzard King games are coming to game pass day and date. So, Oh, when he talked about the ABK update, I don't think I have that mm-hmm. quote with me. Unfortunately, I don't believe I'm... you. No, uh, well, it's okay. <laughs> I'll get tweeted at tomorrow. It's fine. Tweet you'll at get... me. It's all right. <laughs> you'll get clipped. Yeah. You'll get clipped. Colt said is a cover shooter. Dang it. <laughs> Look at these two shills. Yep. Yeah. I yep. love that so much. Hey, we got a, we got a super, we got a channel member chat from our good friend, Udana Kizada, who's been with us 49 months, which is, um, as a channel member, but he's been the moderator for 137 episodes. That's the one we're on. Hit the like button. If you haven't even asked anybody yet, but if you're having a good time and you think you might learn something, uh, from us and enjoy the show. We appreciate it. Hit the thumbs up. That shows a major support for the podcast when it's live. Appreciate that. I actually don't know what that does, but I'm just asking if you're having a good time, hit the like button and then come back to the chat and, uh, and, and yell at someone in a nice way. Rodonic uh, Kazada says, sir, this is literally a GameStop. It's mamscaped. 
It's ma'am. Mamscaped was pretty good. I got to admit. Yudani needs to be my uh, agent when it's yeah. time. <laughs> Yudani's got like one of those, um, those flipboard things with the paper. Yep. Okay. Here's my next name. R- <laughs> Rodrigo Balam. Thank you so much for the two Rupal. I think it is. I'm, I'm learning. Uh, and forgive me if not. He says, guys, do we have any news about gear six? Does it exist? No, we don't. I talked to someone. Remember when we were at E3 and we would hang out at the lobby at the, what's it called? The Marriott? The JW. The JW. JW yeah. JW Marriott. Marriott. Right. We would, we would sit there and you had, we had lots of conversation with lots of people who are lots of connected to things. And I was told that afternoon when we were sitting there that gear six looks amazing. And I'm like, where is it? And they told me that it wasn't ready for showcase. Uh, I think we just had showcase that one at that time. Um, mm-hmm. cause they were like three days. Right. And I thought it would come at the VGAs. It didn't. So maybe we see gear six. I'm, I'm pretty sure it exists, but we have no confirmation whatsoever. So Rodrigo, I just tell you, it's probably going to get announced soon. I would imagine. I don't so know. you think if they're, if they're doing the, the Marcus Phoenix collection, I guess we're calling it right. Uh, if they're doing the, that collection, don't you think that would be announced before gear six? I'm, I'm predicting it gets announced simultaneously. Like, okay. They show the gears collection. Everybody's like, Oh my gosh, can't wait to play this. It's been rebuilt. It's been sweetened up. And then, they drop like a 30 second trailer for Gears six. Like maybe the, the play, if I was Xbox, like, think about this, what would you do? Put out gears collection at the end of 2024 and then play plan for people to play the sequel for Gears six of the gear six. I can't even think today. So, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, here's, here's, you want here's a, a gap. Gears collection. You want a gap, right? You yeah. want a gap so people can play those Get up to date. Do you think it's going to be all five, though? I think it's only going to be the first three. That's a very good point because four and five are already available on PC. I think the reason for this is to rebuild the older ones and get them all the way up on PC and Xbox. So that's a good call. Yes, I think it's just Marcus Venus collection. So, yeah. Yeah, so Rodrigo, good question. Thank you. In the past, I might have said, hey, we're here and it's coming. Get excited, but uh, that's burned me way too many times. Um, sometimes things change, but I don't know. Matt Booty did say we have 10 games, and we all sat and went, I'm like, I got eight. I got nine. Yeah, maybe we should break those down in just a moment. We'll go through the 10 games that are coming before we move on to the next thing. Sith Lord, thank you so much for the $2 super chat, and thank you for every Monday morning uh, reaching out and saying you're looking forward to the shows this week. He says, William Byron wins the 524 and 24, baby. Let's go. And that sounds like sports, and I don't know what sports are, but I appreciate you. Hargeet Johnny has been a channel member for 31 months, but a, a friend much longer. He says, I think the games are more focused on Switch over PlayStation. Hmm. I don't know if PlayStation players will buy and play those games, even with HD2. Oh, even with Helldivers 2, now Hargeet's about to say something that I cannot corroborate. I'll, I'll let Holly give it a shot. He says three quarters of the players of Helldivers 2 are on Steam. I saw a lot of different numbers that I'm not touching. 
Go ahead. Matt Pistello. <laughs> All right, everybody. Here's the rundown. No, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to be Meg in this moment. This is what's going to happen. Let me tell say, you something. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Pierre, David Monroe, you scumbag, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Just kidding. I saw what you said. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, no, Matt, Miss Matt Piscatello is uh, getting raked over the coals on Twitter today about this. Uh, it, what I saw was that 70% of the share was from Steam and 30% was from PlayStation. Um, I've been playing on PlayStation and I was able to get in with hardly any issues with servers but i know that it is a big problem uh but it does look like most of the players are on pc okay so most of most would be in a safe word to use i think i i saw we saw numbers kind of going back and forth some of this stuff was reported only in the united states or in north america and Mm -hmm. it's not really a good way to gauge how that goes other I did hear that it's doing really well on PlayStation. It's number five most played, which is way up there when you consider what most PlayStation players are playing, which is Twitter and Pornhub. No, I mean, which is Fortnite and, and, and Madden and stuff like that. There, there you go. No, I'm just kidding. They'll clip me for that. I deserve it. Hmm. Um, that I was okay. quiet then. <laughs> Let's talk about the 10 games. Um, I'm going to really push push your brain and memory on this. I'll start with a couple and then you fill in. So we've got. I have fingers. I'm ready. I I, I have to use fingers, right? We have to do it. (laughs) Yeah. So help us out, chat. We're going to name what 10 games. And I think there's a couple of games that will have to be sort of speculative. So I'm going to grab some easy. I'm going to grab some ones I think you might miss uh, because they're like, oh, okay. Flight Sim 2024. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Towerborn. Call of Duty Gulf War. Mm-hmm. I have to keep the fingers up, but we'll totally lose it. I'm going to look at the mm-hmm. chat as well. Uh, this is Desert. in 2024 alone? 2024 alone, because Matt Booty okay. says we have 10 first-party games. Yeah, okay. Diablo 4 you. expansion, which Matt Booty is considering a game, a release, which I'm like, whatever. I don't I don't count those. Starfield Shattered Space. Okay, you get five. You get the other five. Oh, geez. Thanks, Colt. <laughs> I left, I left some easy ones. Hellblade 2. Okay. Indiana Jones. There you go. Avowed. <laughs> uh, Ark or Ara. Ara History Untold. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. And Robert Z has the 10th one. Robert Z. Stalker 2. Stalker 2. So That's now, chat, if you're following along, I think there's one or two other games that are probably going to get announced. Or not Fable. No, Fable... We actually heard today that Fable is set for 2025, which is like the first kind of close number we have. Um, replaced? I don't think so. I hear a lot of people saying replaced. I think replaced is kind of on a, no. we don't know when we're going to finish it. It's, it's going to be this year. You think replaced so? Is this year. They they tweeted. Uh, oh. I, that's like my most anticipated game this year. So uh, it's uh, the, they tweeted a month or two ago that they're, coming in like early fall i think it was 2024 mm-hmm. so. yeah uh alvin says zero chance matt booty is counting stalker two amongst that which would also mean that they wouldn't be counting um well maybe it's 
it's not first party technically, right? It's yeah, I don't know if he if he was specifically meaning first party or not. Like, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Pierre David Murrow says, uh, Cole Easter, the, the supposed exclusive Mandalorian. Yeah, I thought that that was a thing. I actually reported on it about a year ago. Um, I won't name another site that really thought that was it. And they said, I, we thought this was Xbox related, but it's like one of those things where wires got crossed and it's actually a respawn game. Uh, what a bummer, but we still get to play it. Just not going to be <laughs> hidden from PlayStation. If that matters to, to some people, Towerborn is first party Magnum. Towerborn is being published by Xbox global publishing. It's fully, First party, and I would assume that Towerborn is also an IP that will belong to Xbox. If not, it's still first party, according to them. So, no, Clockwork Revolution is probably not coming out, but you guys said replaced and, and 33 Immortals, a very small top down uh, multiplayer roguelite. I got to play it in, yeah. in LA. Have you, have you seen it? I, the trailer has me super excited for it. It reminds me of Hades a bit. It, it's like a it's like a a multi multi co op Hades type game, and you kind of build 33 up thirty three people is insane, yeah, yeah, and you it's like one of those things like you quickly throw in your perks if I remember right, like on the fly you got to throw them in real quick you're to kind of power up your characters you go along you got to get out to the the escape uh, door before everyone dies and. Yeah, I mean, it's not really my thing, but it should, should be cool. Yeah, I don't think South of Midnight or any of those other big games are coming this year. But somebody, one of my friends did tell me, he did say something like, South of Midnight could be coming out this year. I'm like, I don't think so. I can't imagine seeing actual gameplay and they're like, November. Uh, not in this current climate. Yeah. Uh, not really. Yeah. Um, all right, so another thing we got from this is that they that Xbox pretty much said, well, they didn't say this, but the Xbox name and brand is not going away. Phil Spencer also said yesterday in a message on Xbox Live, a fan's like, hey, Phil, when are all our games coming to xCloud? And he goes, this year, or whatever his answer was. I think his answer was like this year. He replied to some guy on Xbox Live, and I don't know if you guys understand the gravity of this, but this means every game you own on your Xbox console can be loaded up on xCloud sometime this year. Instead of just the Game Pass stuff or the games with gold or whatever, however that works. Do you believe works. that was true? Do you believe that that screenshot was it true? Was, it was corroborated thanks to our good friend on Twitter, Nico Mueller, who runs a really great account that just talks about things he loves. He posts mm -hmm. gameplay pics. He reached out to that person on Xbox Live, said, hey, are you the person? He said, yeah, man, it like blew up. I, I couldn't believe it. He said, I just want to make sure it was legit. Um, I believe him. I don't know. I just believe it. I, it's been a plan for a while, so maybe it's coming. I don't know how big is that. Is that a big deal to you guys, chat, to be able to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey or or Wreckfest? No, those are on Game Pass. I don't know. Like just your whatever game on the fly on 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 XCloud. Does, Holly, does that interest you? Do you even use this? So stuff? when I when I saw that that tweet, it, Phil is known to just answer randomly like this, which is so cool, but. When I saw that, I went, he would just tell somebody that that's huge. That's huge. I was like, that's huge. How did they not announce that? Because I have a rogue ally, right? So mm -hmm. if I could play Bioshock or, you know, whatever other game that's not in Game Pass that I own digitally, if I could play that on the fly, 
that would be a big win for me. It's got to be through xCloud, though, and I, I'm sure you've done that on your ROG Ally, haven't you? Just done the mm-hmm. xCloud stuff. I've done it on the Logitech G Cloud. Um, oh, it's dusty. I haven't used it in a while. I mean, it's like my PlayStation. I'm just kidding. Um, my issue, you love your Rogue Ally. My issue is I, do. I don't feel super comfortable like being precise in in the moment in combat with with these buttons instead of like a controller yeah. and a big screen. I'm like, I already have beady eyes as it is. But yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, Phantom Death says, all the library on xCloud is massive. And I think it comes down to making licensing agreements. Um, they do have to go through Ubisoft to get Call of Duty on xCloud because that was one of their things they had to do if you remember the court the court fight thanks cat yeah what <laughs> let's talk about hiroki totoki who probably has the coolest name on planet earth hiroki totoki when i say it out loud i don't feel like um i don't feel worthy what a great name hiroki totoki the ce the coo of playstation has been kind of cranky about where playstation has been now let's rewind ourselves back to a couple weeks where holly and i were talking about the doom the death the gloom the mushroom cloud that looms over xbox the brand name going away that little xbox logo being dissolved into a little windows icon and all that melodrama mm-hmm. and just a day before phil and matt and sarah are about to drop all this bad news on us here is a quote from the co sony expects ps5 hardware sales to start declining in its next fiscal year. Do you want to get messy with this, Holly? Because we could get messy. Of course. You're like, no, I don't want to do Duh. it. <laughs> Chat, do you want to get a little bit crazy? Do you want to get a little bit messy? Hit a thumbs up in, on, the, on the video if you want to get a little bit nasty and a little bit, just a little bit messy. Because I do. Just a little. It's, it's been a, you know, it was an interesting Be weekend spicy. for me. Let's get a little, sp- let's get a little saucy and a little spicy. Here's the quote. Take away the be nice and be spice. Be be ice spice is going to be my new. Be ice spice. That'll be my new motto. All right. Here's the the thing. VGC condensed. I love Video Game Chronicles. I met Andy Robinson at the last event. Um, He was like so calm. I'm like, bro, like I want to hang out. You're so cool. Such a cool guy. Here's their quote. It is confirmed and plans to that. It, it confirmed it plans to release quote, no major franchise titles before April, 2025. Now that quote on almost every video game media website and journalist site set PlayStation fans hair on fire. Now that's why I don't have hair. That won't happen to me, but this really upset me because the actual quote was no major existing franchise titles like God of war or Spider-Man are coming before April 2025. The problem is, I think he was saying more than he let on. And this is uh, an example of corporate speak. I'm going to throw myself to the wolves on this one. All right, are you ready? I think, you you weren't even ready. Are you ready now? Uh, Hold on, warm up my hands. All right, all right. Wait. Got my, I got my ears open and I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think he was telling 
the board that they don't have any of their major franchises ready, but I also believe he knows they don't have any major first-party games at all after they launch Helldivers and Final Fantasy Rebirth. And I would say that because they showed their state of play. They didn't show Concord. I would also ask the chat, is Concord a major game yet? Maybe, it could be. It could become major. But as I look forward to what's coming out on the consoles for PlayStation, I don't think any of their first-party titles or any money-hatted big franchise games are coming out at all before April 2025. And I think that's why he said that, because the shareholders who he's speaking to or the investors, it was like a business thing, right? He's... He's not going to use the norm, the norm, the nomenclature that we usually say, like, yeah, he kind of has to give them a, a descriptor, you know, the big things like God of War, Spider-Man. So a prominent PlayStation content creator, who's really funny, got really mad at my tweet where I quoted VGC saying no major titles, but I stand behind that it's not just existing franchises. I think right now, and I'm allowed to have a predictable opinion or opinion predicting, I don't think that PlayStation has anything big coming after this spring suite of games that are already set to come out until they get into the spring of 2025. And that might upset people. I'm going to ask you what you think about this because I took a crap ton of heat for thinking this. (sighs) I don't, I mean, they have Stellar Blade coming yep. soon, end of April, right? They have uh, Rise of the Ronin coming the same day as Dragon's Dogma 2. I really think they should move that, but yeah. you know. Uh, and honestly, the state of play that they just did was way better than I had anticipated for it to be. I liked it. Because I didn't even, I thought it was good. Um but, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's only a year. Uh, do you remember 2022 on Xbox? Woof. She's like, right? She's <laughs> like, I hate to say it. Xbox has gone way longer than a year. <laughs> it's not that big a deal. Oh my there's gosh. plenty. <laughs> Let us compete. Uh, there's, there's, there's so many games that are coming out. <laughs> like, I've really, to me, a year not that big of a deal for for first party games right yeah it, there's so many other games that come out during the year the fact that we know wolverine is in the landscape and mm-hmm. this other game which honestly hadn't even heard of until you told me about it uh which one? just this the c the one that started with a c you were just talking about concord concord <laughs> i don't know what that is when I, you said I'm c sorry. i was thinking sea i'm like sea of stars sea of thieves <laughs> Not that C, the other C. <laughs> I'm just used to us typing um, in our group chat, you know, just I making know, fun I of know. everybody. I mean, um, just having laughs together. Yeah. Oh, oh don't Whoops. expose. <laughs> Sean the Breeze like, cold. Like, hey, shout out to Sean. He's, he has the best humor and it's always perfect timed. Like, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I don't think it's that big a deal. There's plenty of third party games. We know the drought. And we've been through it many, many times. And it's just, it is what it is. We, yeah, we definitely know it. But 2024 is kind of weird for the biggest games. 
Like, it's kind of strange to think that Xbox actually has the upper hand in 2024. As long as the games are great and their consistency has been a problem for such a long time that when we mm-hmm. sit here and, and count with our fingers, we get AI 12 fingers, get a couple extras. And we're like, you know, if you, if you get replaced in there and, and one other release, like maybe like, let's pretend that gears Marcus Phoenix collection is one of them. And then it's highly possible that Forza horizon six is a game at the end of the year. Maybe it's probably next year, but they could have more games than anybody, but you've got Dragon's Dogma, like you said. Uh, you certainly have plenty to play than to worry about PlayStation having a one-year drought, so to speak, drought, right? And and where is Marathon? Not I know ready. it's going to be, it's multi-plat, of course, right? That was part of Bungie's stipulation, but... Did you see the quote on that is? today? The, the no, re- Regarding the- Arrowhead and Helldivers and Marathon, I... I it kind of read two ways to me, but it somebody in the chat help us out. But it was something about Bungie was telling Hell Hell Divers like about the longevity of their game, and it almost sounded like Hell Divers team said something to Bungie about Marathon. Like they're kind of consulting back and forth. I won't say any absolutes because I don't know what I, I'm not sure how that read, but it sounds like Bungie and them have been talking about how for timing. To, no, to time I think them. it's. I think it's like cons- them consulting back and forth saying mate, I'm just going to speculate. Cause I don't understand mm-hmm. the quote I read. Cause it actually contradicted itself. And so I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to really d- dive into that. But it sort of sounded like Bungie's like, Oh, Hey, uh, Arrowhead with hell divers. Like what's the longevity of what you have or how's it looking? And they were also talking to them about marathons. So they're definitely talking back and forth, which is pretty cool to see PlayStation have a synergy with their studios and Arrowhead's mm-hmm. not even a PlayStation studio. So I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, shout out to over 940 people hit the like button. If you're enjoying the show, we are hobbling along talking about this crazy back and forth news. It's been a really bad push and pull. If you're a gaming fans, like is, is it all going to be over? Like is, is things going to be ruined? Like everything that I loved, is it going to be Okay. Hiroki Tadoki says, it's been four months since I became chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment. A big problem of SIE is that I found they don't necessarily have a deep understanding of how their work is being translated to growth, generation of sustainable profits and higher margin for the unit as a whole, and they are experiencing a near decade-long thin profit margins. This coming in when Xbox is announcing in their last report that they are 8% on their operating Shoot, I got it written here. I don't want to say the wrong words. On their their operating margins, which is, <laughs> I had to like look this up. I'm like, are you, uh, is anybody here a financial analyst that could help me out? But it's, uh, it's kind of tied between revenue and how much they're spending and after everything's paid for, taxes, licensing, and doc fee, how much they're actually making. PlayStation is just under six and it looks like Xbox is at eight with ABK t- tied in. So, you could say that Xbox is doing better, Holly, but actually when you look at it with the worry you get from Hiroki to Toki, it looks like both platforms are kind of biting their fingernails. Did you dive into that at all? I saw some of the stuff that came out the last couple of days or so, right, about their their shortage essentially because they have uh, slowed down on their console production this, mm-hmm. uh, this quarter. Right? There was an article that was put out that was very doomsday, of course. It was like, Xbox stopped all of their production this quarter. 
but it failed to also put that PlayStation had significantly lowered their projections for the quarter as well. From 25 um, to 21 million consoles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that they, I, I pulled up the Hiroki Totoki uh, conversation that was out today, right? About their, their concern about, it was, it was 10 billion, right? It was, I think it was 10 billion that they had uh, talked about wasn't enough. They had, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, Jim <laughs> I Ryan said the, the like, consoles aren't enough, yeah. Yeah, so it, there's they're looking at what they're going to do. It's not just a uh, keep going a status quo, right? That 6% isn't enough. And they're, their company's going to want more. And, it's, and as games cost more, they're looking at that. That's what was brought up, right? Um, mm-hmm. Production, how they reach other people. And you know what that means. It doesn't take rocket science to know what does that mean. Right. It means other screens. Right. I want to I want to talk about that next. I'm going to read some supers. I want to ask you mm-hmm. about um, how soon PlayStation is going to go to PC. That's That might be changing in the very moment while we sit here and look super beautiful as we do that. We got Face23 Brooklyn, New York with the $20 super chat. Thank you so much. He says, I hope you're not planning to push the power narrative again in your videos because you saw what happened between PlayStation 5 and Series X. Yeah, Face, I saw what happened. PlayStation killed it the first year. Xbox has been winning most of those power narratives, but I soon realized when I followed, I've been following Digital Foundry for a long time, and they've been saying that resolution has been an inconsequential metric with interpolation and up-res and AI up-res. Counting pixels no longer shows the power of the actual silicon. It's completely null and void at this point. And with the PlayStation 5 and Series X being so close, I mean, we, you know, we've, we talked about that for a long time. It really just became face. It became one of those things over the years where no one cared. I would talk about it on Twitter. I would make videos. And I just saw this, the chat always saying Xbox fan or PlayStation fan saying, who cares? It's not even that big of a difference. It was huge last generation when the Series X was like, um, I don't know what it was, 30 to 40% more powerful just on the hardware alone. And, and then it showed in resolution on every game. But when you, when you saw all these things that went over the, you guys have all been here for the three years, the generation where they say, here's the games. They're running the same resolution target, the same frame rate target. The settings are the same across the board. Uh, honestly, just kind of got boring. And I just realized people just really don't care like they used to. And so I don't know. And you've, I've watched Digital Friendly kind of pivot. They talk about a lot more varied stuff because their content is fantastic. I love those guys. I love them. They're great. Uh, where am I? We've got RC Polygons. Thank you so much for the $10 super chat. He says, With stocks dropping means less investments. Means less money to invest into PlayStation. These margins are getting smaller and smaller. PlayStation needs to start doing day and date on PC like yesterday. I love that professional super chat. Thank you for that. We're gonna round, we're gonna come around to that in just a second, RC. That's good. Spartan six six one says, "I think Killer Instinct would be one of those games to go multiplat. I'd love to show PlayStation fans that Xbox players would be ultra combo them to Infinity and beyond. You know what, Spartan? I would love to see Killer Instinct come to PlayStation, full crossplay as it would be, of course. And I would love to see that metric come out when it says 
this many players won more matches on this platform, which would be super cool. Uh, I would love to see that. That's like, that's an actual thing. Like, hey, let's see who's actually really good when they play the games. Because I'm terrible at Killer Instinct. Kids with our good friend who's been on the show like, I think three times he's been on here. He says, did they confirm Call of Duty and Game Pass? I'm not sure, kid. That's what I was asking Holly because I think when they say all first-party games, I don't think they're going to say, well, we can't do Call of Duty. I think they kind of have to stick to that. Right, Holly? Maybe? I didn't think Call of Duty was going to be. But then after this week, it seemed pretty likely now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it will be. I think we'll kind of err on the side of I'm pretty sure Call of Duty will launch in Game Pass when it comes out, which I think will be a big deal. Because as we said on the show, and Meg has said it more than me, thankfully, because I'm glad he's, he says this, because he's more of a PlayStation guy. That's why he's here. He's a pony. Um, Xbox needs to be more consistent. And if I look back, Holly, at, at all the offerings that have come out over the past couple of years on Game Pass, I don't think they have enough of big, awesome, great games. Not often enough. I think they need to do better. What do you think? Call of Duty is the the key to all of the shooter prizes, right? So it would be it would be super fantastic. It's uh I, I think you'd just I don't know, you knock it out of the park, it would really make Game Pass super extra, especially for those people who always buy Call of Duty, play it for like a month or two, and then they never touch it again, right? Until mm-hmm. the next one comes out. Like get Game Pass for two months instead of paying 80 bucks or 70 bucks with tax, right? For Call of Duty to play it two months, get Game Pass. And then guess what? You'll hang out a little bit longer, right? Because you tried this other thing or this other thing. I don't think people often cancel their Game Pass subscription. I bet people come in and stay for quite a while. I would assume. And don't you think that people would buy Mm -hmm. Call of Duty like crazy and still gain subscribers because of Call of Duty? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I would still buy Call of Duty, but I play the battle passes. I, you know, I do all of that stuff, right? And I want to own the game so that later on I could come back and play the campaign and all of that stuff and have my things, which I would anyway. But you never know, right? We were we were getting kind of sweaty in the in the zombies mode with our friends when when that came out. That was fun. Fawn's Gaming has a super chat that a lot of people are saying in the chat tonight. He said, "I like this version of Mag." Oh, thank you very much. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I I hit up Holly before and I'm like, do you have a big rubber scalp thing you could put on so you can look? No? Okay, just come on. Just just show up like you a are, I guess. condom. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Assassin Entertainment, our good friend. Thank you so much. He's on the Renegade Realm podcast. He is the non-camera guy. We'll we'll fix that. He says, "Good to see Xbox isn't dying." Only and for how now. So... <laughs> really? Only for now. Only for now. Okay. Assassin he said, uh, "Come on." Yeah, Assassin. Come on now. Good to see Xbox isn't dying, and how many people still support the community? Holly, where did you get hide Mag's body? Did he refuse woman skate? <laughs> He shaved too close, and now he's uh, trying to recover. That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Skin's kind of thin. Especially when you get old. Phase 23, Brooklyn, New York. Thank you for another $20 super chat. He said Sony is following Xbox. That's right. They are. I mean, 
They follow each other quite a lot. He said, there's no talk about games going to Xbox. There's no day one games and retail subscription. There's no day one single player games going to PC. So Colt, when is Sony doing day one on PC timeframe? I'm so glad you said this because these are things that PlayStation is probably trying to remedy immediately because I think that if they put their first party games on their highest tiered subscription service, they would rack up residual revenue streams like crazy. And I'll bet you what face, I'll bet you they know it too. And they got to push back a couple of people who are stuck in a traditional business model right now. The CEO of PlayStation is saying your traditions not working and we need to fix it ASAP. I've been here for four months. I think they fired Jim Ryan and, um, I think they need to make big changes and big changes. doesn't mean them going on Xbox. There's no reason for their games to go on Xbox, but man, when they look at that sweet steam money coming off of hell divers too, they're like, peel me off a couple saw bucks. So Holly, let's talk about it. how soon is PlayStation going to become PCMR and go. Uh, well, the problem with Sony is they like to keep their money, right? They don't sell their digital gift cards through anyone but themselves they they really uh i think that's part of the reason that they struggle with going to pc which they're in a lawsuit now right in the uk about that the ek or the eu about uh yeah the ek there you go it's one of the KU. um uh so they uh (laughs) they they like to sell it themselves or not sell it at all but i think Helldivers is a really good test on how it is day and date. It, the writing's on the wall for a couple of years now that that Sony is interested in selling their games on on PC sooner and sooner and sooner. And I don't think there's anything that's going to stop them from pushing that up, especially now that we've got a change in leadership. It's a good time. It's always a good time to shake things up when there's a change in leadership because that's when the new person comes in and gets it done right away. There's a whole bunch of change all at once. It kind of distracts people, right? So it's uh plus you can say, well, that guy is the guy who made us do it, right? Or they can point at the gas guy, right? Like he had all these games and that's why we're here or whatever it is. So I would say based on this new quote from Hiroki Totoki that we will be seeing PC day and date within the next one to two years. Okay. Okay. I like that. The, the adding the, the two in there is pretty safe. I, I really think it's going to be in the next year. Well, but they don't, they yeah, don't have gonna... any games this year. You just talked about Oh shoot. <laughs> Ex- exposed. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what games Colt? Huh? Ask mighty Keefe games. <laughs> mighty Keefe came at me so hard and I, I like the guy. I think his stuff's hilarious, but he said the console war is melting my brain. I'm like, bro, the tweet's like so even keeled. It's like Xbox's hardware is up. PlayStation's hardware is expected to decline. Amy Hood, which I didn't write in the tweet, is already expecting their console sales to decline. Like there is this, it, the CEO said, or COO said it. I think that's what they're calling him. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's just the information there. It literally has nothing to do with console wars. And finally I said, all right, uh, yeah, I didn't put in the full quote, but where are the major games? And he's like, well, we don't know. They could announce something. Like, you, you really? I didn't get into the conversation with them, but I, some other fans, I was like, do you guys really think? Like, think about it. 
does PlayStation have something they're going to show at the next state of play in maybe two months? That's like big. And it's going to come out like in the holiday 2024, or it's going to launch early in 2025. Maybe like how likely is that? What is it? Because that now you're talking about Holly there. You're talking about a game that we don't know exists yet. Like, are they going to say, here's blobby blah, blah, blah from our studio. And it's coming out in eight months. Like, we don't see that very much, not on a big major game. So that's kind of where I'm like, what do they have? And you're like, PC is not till next year or the year after. So, and it takes time to port things. All right. Let me, let me grab a couple other ones. Yudana Kizada. Thank you so much for the five. He says a snack machine vendor, at, <laughs> a snack machine vendor at Microsoft campus told me that Xbox has marketing rights to Madden 25 with Taylor Swift on the cover. Oh my gosh. Donnie's hilarious. I'm Holly. I'm really, let's talk about this. This is a full one hour topic. Why didn't Taylor Swift propose to Travis Kelsey at the Super Bowl and go? Oh gosh. Do we have to talk about Taylor Swift ever? Like this, I mean, this is the Taylor Swift podcast. I've never seen it. Okay. This is going to get a lot of people angry, so it's fine. I've never seen a football game in my life. I've never been to one. I've never watched one. I've never watched one on TV. I've never, no (laughs) all i've ever watched are the ads and the halftime shows afterwards on youtube's abuse that's it i've never never watched a football you've never like been to someone's house and sat and watched like the ravens play the the cheese nuggets or whatever never 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 Never. i mean i've never watched a cricket game but i'm not from cricket land or whatever but um cricket Cricadia? No. No. Cricadia. <laughs> so if she, I, and, and I just, I don't care. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. We're moving on from Taylor Swift chat. Uh, as much as you tried, <laughs> we're not going to talk about Taylor Swift. All right. Uh, Risk it for the biscuit. She's been a channel member for 29 months. Made another video in his car. Every time I see Risk it talking in his car, I'm like, well, buckle up because it's about to get dramatic and I'm probably going to end up laughing in the end. And <laughs> this <laughs> cretin, our good friend Risk It for the Biscuit, was laughing about a $10 billion loss at PlayStation. I mean, he was laughing. And I'm like, Risk It, come on, bro. But it's true. Things are not all sunshine and rainbows. He says, Holly, how's your head after it exploded like a melon last night? Shout out to chat. Colt, happy, Udonna, Yodani, Xbox, best Xbox lives. What did you guys play a game last night or did somebody's melon explode? Risk it. Don't ever have risk it play hell divers with you because there's friendly fire mm-hmm. and he thinks it's funny to pop your melon off all the time and use up the reinforcements because either he can't aim, which I'm thinking is a strong possibility because I have played call of duty with him or he's just the guy you never want to have behind you. He's that's a troll. It. That's the story. I don't care what he writes in the chat. It's all a lie. <laughs> yeah. When, when I was playing Helldivers, like Pony Clomper kept shooting me in the back of the head, like while we were trying to shoot the bugs and I would just die. And it was like Pony Clomper 72 has killed you. I'm like, <sighs> but, but I was thinking maybe, maybe it was cross And he was on, he's like Colt Eastwood kill. Yeah. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you could drop. You can drop your uh, your reinforcement uh, pod on your on your guy and kill him. So, yeah. But I don't know. It's crazy. It's it's good. They they have a big 
shooter. They have a big multiplayer game. And this is what PlayStation wanted. They wanted games as a service because they know that they're doing really well. And it's good to see them having a good... Oh, yes! Phase 23 reminds me. I was going to say this while you were talking. Jeff Grubb said there's a new Astrobot game coming this year. And that's not a major game. But you're dang sure that's a good game. Because Astrobot's fantastic. Tell me you've played Astrobot's Playroom. Astrobot's Playroom is my favorite game I've played on my PS5 so far. I yes. love that game. It is so good. Then the old stuff in the back. So when I saw that uh, pop up, I was like, yes, bring it on. It's like, I'm so excited for that. Yes. I think I think we've 100% all the content. I think we unlocked all the little collectible hardware pieces. Like mm-hmm. you have, you fill a room with all the PlayStation gear. I'm pretty sure... We, I think we almost emptied the little vending machine. Uh, what a great game. Oh, yeah, with and, the, the balls, the, mm-hmm. the little balls that pop out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's yeah, so great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so good. really good. So I am I also say, Holly, that Astrobot and Sackboy Big Adventure are the most brilliant games on the PlayStation 5 right now, and I don't think anything for me comes close. Those games are fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's the team. one of the teams behind Crackdown that made that. Uh, sumo digital are fantastic. True 77 says Colt. You're gosh dang right. It is. Yeah. I think he's talking about Astrobot or, or, uh, Sackboy big adventure. Sackboy. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got one more assassin entertainment says, thank you assassin for being here. That's crazy to hear you. Donnie, the H E B gas clerk told me that Xbox is going to make a halo gears hentai game. Marketed by Special Nick from Xbox era. No, no. If it was Special Nick, it'd have to be Rocket League. All right, let's see where were we? We were we were totally off topic. Uh, here's another quote from Hiroki Totoki. He says, "In the past, we wanted to popularize console, and the first party titles main purpose was to make the console popular." This is going back to that quote you're talking about. It is true that there is synergy to it. So if you have strong first party content, not only with our console, but with other platforms like computers, first party can be grown with multi-platform and that can help operating profits to improve. So that is another one we want to proactively work on. I personally think there are opportunities out there for improvement of margins. So I would like to go aggressive in improving our margin prof- margin performance. Close quote from Hiroki Totoki. And he says, I'm going to repeat this and give, give you the mic on this one. First party can be grown with multi-platform and that can help operating profits improve. I want to go aggressive in improving our mar- margin performance. So PC, how soon? Like, are, are, you, are you thinking like every game that they're going to have to launch them on there because they think the console still sell, but they need to make that extra money? What is aggressive? Well, the problem is, like, you can't just, like, people worry about games going to PC. But honestly, PC has a lot of pros, but has a lot of cons, too, for a lot of people. They just don't want to sit at a desk. They don't want to take the time and set up their PC at their at their, uh, <laughs> at their TV. Uh, a lot of people don't want to deal with updates. They don't want to spend the money. Like there's a lot of things with PC that people don't want to deal with. Right. So you're always going to have a need for console. I don't know. Like, yes, PC sales do cannibalize console sales to a degree, but I don't think it's enough to not want the sweet money that comes with selling your game on PC. 
So the real question here is, do you think, do you like, I think all for sure, right? All gas games, all these uh, multiplayer games, PC day and date. No question. Yes, I agree. Okay. But what about Wolverine? Wolverine? (laughs) We're thinking the same thing. Yeah. Now, a few months ago, we would say Wolverine's just going to launch on PS5 and it'll come to PlayStation one to three years later, depending on when they get that port done. With Insomniac soon, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, guys. (laughs) Shareholders, investors, and leadership at Sony don't care about console exclusivity. Same with Xbox's leadership or, or Microsoft's gaming leadership. They don't care about the importance and loyalty to the console platform and those users because they all take a step back and say, okay, how important is the console exclusive for PlayStation? Well, let's look at the majority of our exclusives. They sell 10 to 20% of the overall platform base, right? So it's like, how important it is? Is it? Well, 20% important at the most, for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. uh, of course, Spider-Man is, is an exception. It sells more than your normal exclusive. Mm-hmm. So you're like, how, how bad is it going to hurt to put a game on PC? You could see a 20% drop. You, you really think that the 20% that, that buy in on the next Ghost of Tsushima 2 are going to say, well, I'm not buying a console anymore. They're more than likely to just go ahead and buy the game where they already own the console, right? Or they're going to go mm-hmm. buy the console because like you said, which was grossly generalized that people don't want to mess with PCs. I'm with you on half of those things, by the way, there are some things that are ridiculous. Getting your game display on your TV properly all the time, Uh, having a mouse and keyboard next to you so you can get in and out of games or get into chat and whatnot and all that stuff. But I sit down right there or right here with a wireless controller and played uh, Helldiver, So it can be done, but some people have their PC in a different room. So buy another TV, but uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know. Chat, what do you think about that? You think they're going to... Holly makes a really good point. They don't want to give their money to Steam all the time. And they're certainly not making a PlayStation store that I know of. So... Well, there's also... Think about it too, right? Like, any game that launches on a console and then does a later launch on an alternate platform, let's say PC, you have a drop-off of people that are going to if people that are already on PC, you're going to have less people buying the game a year later, two years later, than you would if you dropped it on PC day and date because of the marketing, because of the hype around the game, because of word of mouth, all of those things. Your friends are playing it. You want to experience it too. Even if it's single player, you're still going to talk about what's going on with the game. Mm-hmm. So buying it a year later, you still want to, play it but the hype is gone and they're not going to ramp up all of the marketing for pc release so you are leaving money on the table even by just releasing it six months a year two years later and it's probably enough for them to say yep nope we'll take the hit we'll take the heat for a little bit right and it may even make up for what they would lose to the steam fees yeah i mean they're only losing 30 percent, and i guess when you think about Helldivers 2 only launching on PS5, that 30% cut from Steam has well paid off. If if we are to believe that Helldivers 2, 
let's just say the majority of people play it, even if it's just 51% or whatever, we could assume that more people are playing it on PC than they are on PlayStation 5. So I think they're okay with that. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Pushing Polygon asks both of us, do you ever double dip and buy your games on console and then turn around and buy them on PC? Have you, I mean, have you done this yet? You haven't had this PC very long. Yeah, I haven't had this PC very long. I have Alan Wake 2 on both of them. Uh, a couple times, but not probably as much because I get really salty buying something more than once. <laughs> like, like, it's yeah. just, especially at full price. If it's like an older game and I just want to, you know, over here, no big deal. But do you? Yeah, do you but... Buy? There's there's a difference right now. Um, I don't I don't usually buy. I right now I wouldn't double dip games because in the past when I first got into PC gaming was in the middle of the Xbox One generation where so many games ran at thirty and they're so held back by that hardware. So I bought Fallout Four on PC and I'm like, oh, this is so much nicer. But for the most part, these consoles. (laughs) People might actually get upset if I say this, but. I think for the most part, games look very, very similar. And unless you're trying to overrun frame rates, like above the 60 range, like you're kind of getting the same experience where last generation, if you were to play fallout four on Xbox one or PlayStation four compared to PC, you really got an easy to discern difference in the game because it, you know, couldn't run above 30 and it barely ran at 30, but um, I would happily buy those games, but right now I bought Gotham Knights on PC because of that holdback. The game ran at 30 on console and I enjoyed it. So, but for the most part, I think games are, they still look really nice. Like we complain a lot, Holly, but games look pretty darn nice and they play really well. And it, it really comes down to, is it the game for you or is it, or is it going to have the longevity you're hoping for? I don't think there's as many complaints right now as there used to be. Yeah. I don't know. Very true. So, yeah, well, uh, what a what a crazy time. I'm kind of glad we got to really, I'm really glad we got to get all this out in the open and talk about how we feel about the update. And we didn't like really dive into it as much as we could have, but I feel like we've all processed it over the week. And um, I will say that Xbox will look at another couple of games. I would say probably maybe next year they'll look at another couple of games to bring to PlayStation or Switch. And once that switch comes out, if it can play more multi-platform games, Xbox might pick some stuff that's been out a while. It's not the end for that. Um, and I'll also say, I don't think PlayStation is going to bring games to Xbox anytime soon. I think I'll say this, and then I want to hear what your take is in the future. I think in the 2030s, I think consoles are just kind of, they're not going to have that same luster and appeal as they once did. So I don't know. What do you expect in the near future from these platforms? I expect a lot of, I don't know if this is the right word to say, but I expect a lot more consolidation. Um, okay. <clears throat> I think there, if there's a way like, like the rogue, right. Where you've got windows and you can do the steam, you can do Epic, you can do GOG on there. You can also play game pass and your games that you own there. And soon you could play xCloud. <laughs> All the games you own, they're on xCloud. So I 
I envision a world where that is eventually where the consoles go. We know a lot of people are just going to PC anyway. PC growth is big. PC is a mm-hmm. huge market. Um, and as they become more affordable and easier, I think that the natural progression is to just consolidate Xbox and PC, especially for Microsoft. It's like a no, no-brainer for them. Um, now, how that works with Steam and, you know, the other and Epic and the stores... That's a whole nother animal, but I'm sure that could be worked out. Unlike YouTube being on my flipping Xbox where I can't just stream to it. Xbox. Make friends. That's a Google problem. Remember, Google hates Microsoft and they won't. I know. But it drives (laughs) me nuts. No. (laughs) Please figure it out. So um, dumb. It is. It's really aggravating. Anyway, so I see a lot more consolidation of hardware not necessarily you know software companies or or developers or things like that i mean that will come too with the with the uh with the economy kind of not doing so great i think that will also come but you you make a really good point go ahead no 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 i just gonna say as a factor of the economy obviously and some of the things we've been seeing in embracer and some of the others it just continues yeah, very, very unfortunately. So um, consolidation in different ways. What do you think? Well, Where like when you say the word consolidation, we always think of studios being conglomerated together and owned underneath a, a single umbrella. But I like kind of where you're alluding to because that's not exactly what you mean. Because I think the near future means a wholesale change in the way licensing works with games where there'll be more cross-play and more cross-platform ownership of games. And once these big publishers can come to agreements of how you play a game, I'll say that if you bought, I like using this as an example. If you bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey on your Xbox One, Ubisoft says that game you bought is only supposed to be played on an Xbox One. But the licensing kind of is able to stretch to say, okay, I can also be played on Xbox Series console. That's okay. Uh, And now it'll say, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can play that on X cloud because somehow that Xbox's team has worked out that that is considered part of an Xbox. It's running in an Xbox, literal Xbox piece of hardware in the cloud server, right? So licensing has to kind of stretch and pull to work for us as consumers. I think the future will be that those barriers will be removed. Licensing will be able to spread out to where if the next trend is a console like PC that you could buy from different companies that play all of your games plus the Steam and EA and UB or you play stores. Like if they can get around that, like I talked about last week, if they can get around that, the future might actually be, you know, consoles are so restrictive. I'd rather go to PC and get the console experience on these new boxes that costs eight hundred dollars instead of uh, twelve hundred, so to speak. I think that's kind of uh, where you and I think the the future might be going. And I think a lot of barriers have to come down, but you make a really good point. Holly talks about the financial situation is not really super sustainable right now. So something has to change and that may be it. That's, that's the show guys. I don't have anything. I don't want to bang a drum for an hour about how PlayStation is hurting or Xbox is, is desperate and needing to make changes because we're already seeing it, but Holly, it's been super great having you on. Tell them where they can find you in the 17 or two podcasts you do and uh, what you're going to be doing this week. Sell yourself. 
Go for it. This is your moment. Uh, so, surprise, I am not middle-aged game guy. My name is that blue number. <laughs> or Holly. And I am on the Renegade Realm podcast on Tuesday nights, 5 p.m. Central. Uh, so you guys have to figure out your time zone for that. 5 p.m. Central is what I've got. Uh, and then, uh, and that's with Red Wolf, who is occasionally guesting here as well. And then on Friday nights at 6 p.m. Central, again, do the math, I am on the Infinite podcast with Risk It for the Biscuit, Infinite Umbra. And then we have guests that come through. And I just want to say, chat, thank you for being nice to me. And Colt... Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, though, honestly, for having me on. I got the call, and it was just really, really great. And thanks for being a good friend for years now. So, yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, no, my outro. I mean, thank you. Thank you. I was, uh, I, I, just before the show, I saw the picture of us at lunch with Jez and Clobril and Sean Labrie. Yeah. And, oh, gosh, those times are so great. Um yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's um, and thank you everybody in the chat for dealing with the speculation talk. And I'm glad we came out alive on the other side. I get people got really upset. You guys are amazing for being so supportive. Me, I'll be doing this week. I'll probably be covering the hardware. We didn't cover it in detail uh, in this this show. I'll cover it in a video. And I'm Cole Eastwood. And Thank you. Hit the like button if you enjoyed it. Hopefully we got 500 likes before we get out of here, but we're just a couple minutes earlier than normal. Uh, nope, not enough. We'll need like 30 more likes, but we appreciate you guys. We'll be back here next week for the XC podcast with Mag, and we'll see. Maybe we'll bring another guest on. Who knows? The world is ours. But thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.